We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve perhatch the crew is officially back together dusty has been activated off the ir he's got he's officially done officially done with covid right like you've tested you're all good I'm good, man. I'm out of the woods. All right. Back from the world's worst vacation of contracting COVID. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sarah's down in Florida. But yeah, Dusty, we'll start with you. We haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. How you been doing? Yeah, not great. Uh, you know, mentally, physically, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. But, uh, you know, excited to be back. We got back in town about a week ago and I kind of thought, well, maybe I'll join. But, you know, between COVID and driving cross country, I thought that was probably a bad idea that I should not be doing that. Um, but, yeah, just uh, happy to be back, you know, trying to settle back into uh, to life here in Kentucky after, you know, a week or so away and uh, happy to be uh Talking football with you guys, you know, I listened to the shows while I was out. You guys did a great job. Um, so I almost hesitate to just come back and stick myself back into you know, the mix here. You guys did so good, but uh, I just happy to be back with you guys. Now, Dusty, we're glad you're back for many reasons. One being that we don't know how to record these podcasts very well. So um, the fact that uh, you don't, I was fine. <laughs> right. Because that's why I did it. Um, <laughs> but no, we we made it work. But it is, you know, Dusty is the king at editing when it comes to these things. So it is. It's always nice to know that he's got it handled, but shout out to Andy because he helped us out in Dusty's absence so that we didn't look like fools and the audio quality was still very good. So, uh, but glad you're back and obviously glad that you're better. You know, I was sad because I know that you were so excited for the Mm -hmm. trip and then to hear that that's how it went, but glad that you're better now. Thank you. Yeah, I uh it's it's never the same. Like we always have a good time whenever we do this together and you know the two whatever two of us need to get it done, get it done, but uh I think we can all agree that when we all all three of us get together like definitely a different dynamic between the three of us. Like we got back together just you know talking beforehand and immediately started laughing at like you know the the mistakes that were made by sarah and i last week that were pretty funny that did not air um it's just you know just a different different feeling when all three of us are on the podcast together so happy to have you back but uh let's let's just jump right into it because there is not a lot going on guys there's not a lot we are peak off season right now so 
Got a couple of quotes to talk about from today. A couple, we'll get to some questions. The Packers added a new kicker who uh, we've got some fun stories to talk about with him as well. But uh, Dusty, we'll start with you and let's talk about what Rashawn Gary said today. Yeah, so there's OTAs today, I believe the last day or at least the last day of OTAs media availability. And so the kind of last day you get kind of that that blow by blow look at kind of how everyone's doing. And so a lot of guys were not there. Mandatory was, I believe, last week, two weeks ago. This was this was back to voluntary. And so a lot of the big names were not there. You know, Rogers, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, Bakhtiari's with the rehab group, all that. But the one guy, the one of the big stars that was there was Rashawn Gary. Uh, it's kind of a big deal that he was there. He's going through all the workouts. He's doing all the stuff. The edge group as a whole was light anyway. And so the fact that he was there at all was impressive, but he was putting in the work and he had a quote, I believe after, and, and his quote was, uh, cause it was like kind of, you know, asking, Hey, Hey, why are you here? <laughs> Basically. Uh, he said, everything we do, we do as a Green Bay Packer. You've got to realize we wear this helmet for the players before us. It's a historical organization, and I want the players to know that. Um, for a guy that, that you know, has a lot of hype coming into the season, and deservedly so after last year, you know, heading into his fourth season here, and he was kind of drafted, what, 12th overall, and he had all that promise, and he started to realize that last year. For him to show up, and kind of take on that role as leader. I know it was a big thing, you know, it was, was Z out the door and Z was kind of that vocal leader of the edge room to see Rashawn Gary come in, voluntary OTAs, do the work and have a quote like that. Like that's just that a ton of promise, not just for his future in the NFL and kind of how he views himself as like kind of stepping into this leadership role. But, uh, but the fact that he's there and just, and doing that when he really doesn't have to be, I think is really impressive and, and gets me even more excited for his 2022 season than I was before. Yes, sir. I mean, did you have anything to add to that? I thought it was, I thought it was amazing. That's the kind of thing you want to hear from an ascending player. But what did you think? Yeah, I mean, second all of that, it's been really neat to just watch his progression as a player. And now it seems like he's really developing as a leader and just a personality on the team, too. So it's always super positive to see a development like that. And I'm really excited. I think he's just going to be an absolute beast this season. We, we kind of got a glimpse of it, I think, in the second half of the last season. And I just, I, I feel good about it. Yeah, very cool. Very cool stuff from, from Rashawn, as, you know, showing that leadership outside of like the skills that are ascending as well. So can't wait to see what he can do this year. Uh, Sarah, I'm going to jump right back to you. And you've got uh, the quote from Matt LaFleur talking about David Bakhtiari. And so, Interested to see what everybody has to think about that. Yeah, so LaFleur had a presser uh, during the same day, you know, of OTAs, and he was asked about the ACL guys. So that's Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Tanyan, and Kylan Hill. And, you know, he said they're making progress, but we'll have a better idea when we get closer to training camp and that they're really important players. And, of course, a reporter there had a good follow-up question about Bakhtiari. What's happening with him? You know, we hear every week that it's still kind of we're playing it by ear. Um, So he said for Bakhtiari that we fully anticipate him being ready to go, but then added that he thought that would be the case last year too, and obviously it was not. So again, Steve, I know the two of us talked about this last week. I I don't want to sound the panic alarm yet, but I am starting to get a little nervous because it's been a long time since he was injured, and I know that there was a surgery late in the season last year to clean things up, but... I just really hope the dude's okay. I mean, I love the guy out there, love him as a person player. So I just hope he's able to get back and be, continue to be the, le- the best left tackle in the game. Um, we know that when he's in there, that's what he's going to be. But man, something something's up and I just hope it works out by the time, you know, August, September rolls around. 
Yeah, you try not to read too much into it just yet, but it is, I mean, it's it's noteworthy at this point. Now you're starting to worry and wonder and try to figure out, like, is this something he's actually going to come back from? So, uh, Dusty, what were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the alarm bells are really going to start ringing for me until training camp. Uh, if he's still rehab group, still out there and everything. But, yeah, it's it's you hate to read too much into a quote because this could just be LaFleur kind of hedging his bets. He was very optimistic last offseason when I asked him, like, oh, he's, you know, he'll be back. His timetable's looking good. And then we had, you know, Nagler had that exclusive interview with him over at Cheesehead that was very get into the weeds, the nitty gritty of all the setbacks and everything that happened there. So, it could just be the words of a coach who's hedging his bets. And he's just saying, listen, last year I was optimistic. This year, maybe and maybe internally, he's like, listen, he's going to be back. But I'm not going to say that because that's how I felt last year. So it could just be hedging his bets. But, yeah, I mean, for, you know, especially even like, you know, last week or two weeks ago, whatever the mandatory uh, OTAs were, he was still rehab group. And so that's still one of those, like, it seems like he'd be out there. And we saw him, what was it, week 18 against the Lions. He played 26, 27 snaps. So he has been on the field. Even when he was out there, he looked fine. He looked like he, like, super winded when he got off the field. But, like, I, we just don't. I don't know. Again, I don't think alarm bells are going off for me just yet, but uh, it's really hard to read this quote and and I don't feel good about it. So, you know, yeah. I really hope we get the training camp and he's out there and it's, oh, okay, everything's fine. There's nothing to worry about. He's good. He's back. He's here 100% for the season. But man, anything other than like 100% vote of confidence at this point, it at least starts like spidey sense starting a little bit. Well, yeah, something definitely a storyline to watch. And, you know, if we don't have a lot of content, at least it's given us something to talk about. So, you know, <laughs> bonus win for us. Uh, additional content that we get to talk about this week, guys. There's a new kicker in town, Gabe Burkich from uh, Oklahoma and very, very famously kicked a two-pound burrito for name, image, and likeness. So, uh, Sarah, what do you think about the new man on town in Green Bay? Is he uh, is he going to be coming after Mason Crosby? Do you think? We'll see. Um, he's got a very interesting vibe to him. You know, he's got the mustache look going on, which I know is very popular right now. So good for him. And it seems like he's been ahead of that trend. So maybe he's a trendsetter. Who knows? Kicking burritos. Who knows? That could be a trend a few weeks from now, and we just don't know it yet. Um, <laughs> but he seems. He seems fine. I mean, I think Mason Crosby is the guy for now, but I'm curious to see how this develops. Is it just kind of a training camp thing? Are they going to keep him around long term? I don't know. I mean, it's June 14th and we're recording this and Packers signed a kicker. So we got to be excited about it because it's something. (laughs) Yeah, I actually went to the Cheesehead TV draft guide to look for this guy and he's in there uh so i i'm, I'm gonna butcher that's brian brian Maffey, i believe um sorry if i screwed up your name brian good dude i'm um, packers Twitter. i think uh wisconsin sports heroics if i'm not mistaken he writes for them and he contributes to the cheese tv draft guide he wrote up kickers he had um Burkich as the number two guy in the class this year uh he says he's got the strongest he had the strongest leg in the class uh the, in his last year senior year made five kicks on seven attempts from 50 plus yards um, did struggle with some consistency from from the looks of it. Uh, he would likely need to sit a year, you know, practice squad guy, something like that, just to kind of didn't get into too much detail. There's not a whole lot of people who are like kicking experts that I know of, but it seems like there could be something wrong with him or there's something that he may need to clean up mechanically to kind of fix the mechanics 
to get get that consistency and also maybe one of the weird things with him he's got a very strong leg but his touchback percentage was like 50 percent or something like that and you just expect something more than that so he seems like a guy it sounds like if he hits a ceiling he could be like extremely talented and you look at him as like a long-term starter but for the short term like likely not a threat to mason crosby this year but kind of keep an eye on uh practice squad stuff because he is he is very talented it's just a matter of kind of cleaning up some little things to kind of help with some of that consistency we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Well, uh, that's kind of all the content we got this week, guys. It's it's a little light. We're going to try to keep this a little bit shorter and uh, let Dusty recover a little bit more. But we're going to jump into some Twitter questions. And the first one is from Robin Erickson. Uh, this one is just for Dusty because Sarah and I don't read. Packers book recommendations <laughs> and uh, what piece of Packers history do you all think may, uh, needs a book written about it? If any of you haven't yet read the uh, Marinus book about Lombardi or Jerry Kramer's instant replay, those are his two recommendations about what about yours? Yeah, I've got a lot. So those two he mentioned is it's when pride still mattered and uh, instant replay by Jerry Kramer, both tremendous books. Uh, instant replay. I've read a handful of times. He's got Kramer has a follow up as well called farewell to football. That was, I believe his last year or after his last year. I can't remember when that was, but that's another really interesting late read. You get kind of the, you know, behind the, behind the scenes stuff of a guy kind of uh, later in his years kind of preparing and you get the, especially instant replay, you get the Lombardi locker room stuff, which is really, really interesting. Um, the ones I would add to that, one is a new one. Uh, it's I think it's like ninety bucks. It's only on the Packers Pro Shop. It's uh, the greatest story in sports by Cliff, uh, Cliff Crystal. Tremendous book. I haven't finished it yet, but kind of it pairs well with that documentary they released, like that ten part documentary they released. Again. It's a four-volume set. It, it, Crystal has been covering the team for forever. The sources that he looks through are incredible. Like the, the, you'll learn stories in there that you never knew. The the pictures are are great. Like so that that's a must-have. If you don't have ninety dollars and you know room on your shelf for a fifty-pound book, um, a friend of the podcast, we'll say friend of the podcast, Mark Beaches, the People's Team 
is incredible. We had him on, uh, I think last off season, uh, Mark, Mark's just a great dude. And that's a really nice, uh, kind of coffee table book, great images, but also some really, really cool stories in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, guest writing spots from different people. Um, that's a really, like, if you're looking for one that you can leaf through or also dig into the history of people's team is, is tremendous. And then real quick through some other ones, the Packers way, Packer way by Ron Wolf is a really good look at kind of the rebuilding of the, you know, early to mid nineties Packers teams. It's, it's one of those, it's like a, a, it's a football book, but also like a business book. Like if you want to know leadership and so like every other paragraph is like how you apply this to business and like, who cares about those, but you get some really cool insights from Wolf about like what he saw when he came into the Packers team and kind of why he why he went about it the way he did and you know the, the acquisition of Brett Favre and like all the stuff that went into that that's a really really interesting look at that era of how they went from laughing stock and then when Wolf came in and his journey to get to that point and and kind of how they went from there that's a really interesting look i think that one's out of print but you can find them on Amazon um so that's that's uh, the packer way couple of Lombardi books are great. Um, Vince Lombardi on football. They basically took, he did, Vince Lombardi did a video series breaking down different things like the sweep and different like kind of in-depth football stuff. And they took those and collected those into a book. Those are out of print, but you can find like a two volume set of those. I got mine on, I think eBay for four bucks or something like that. Those are tremendous. There's a lot of diagrams and they're really cool. The other one is Run to Daylight, which I think he wrote with uh, WC Fields. It's like a week in the life preparing for a game in 64. Five, I think uh, that one's really, really good. Um, so that one's called Run of Daylight. I'll go Winning in the Trenches by Forrest Gregg. You kind of get his look through his career as well as another offensive lineman on there, which is really good. And I'll close out with not Packers specific, but Packers history. And you get a lot from that era. It's called The New Thinking Man's Guide to Pro Football. It's by Paul Zimmerman, uh, the late great Dr. Z from Sports Illustrated. That's one of the best football books I've ever read. And he kind of he gets into I think starts with like, you know, kind of early history of football, but really kind of starts kicking off, I think, with the 50s. And then he ends up taking through uh, the 80s, I think. But you get some really good stories about Lombardi and that whole era of football there. So I, I could go for a lot longer but i think i'm seeing neons and so i'll stop there but that's that'll be uh that'll be uh my list no i'm sure that's that's some good stuff for everybody listening hopefully that uh that'll help uh you guys answer that but next up one of our uh i would say brian is becoming brian harsta is becoming a regular with good some Mm -hmm. good questions that are getting they're getting us so uh, he wants to know how do you see the nfc north finishing this year and for a food question your favorite ice cream flavor and topping so, Sarah, we're going to start with you. All righty. So, how do I see the NFC North finishing this year? So, Packers on top, and then Vikings, Bears, Lions. It's pretty standard. It usually shakes out that way. Um, but that's how I, I see it this year. Um, and then food question. Love this question. There, I could have multiple answers, honestly, depending on the day. Um, but right now, I'm going to say favorite ice cream flavor is cookies and cream. Uh, because, you know, you get the Oreos in there. I would say, you know, Oreo is one of my favorite toppings. But for this purpose, I like to have the cookies and cream because then I like to put gummy worms on top. And it's absolutely delicious. Uh, just had this at Cold Stone a few days ago, actually. And I can confirm it is still quite good. Another good combination is cookie dough and the gummy worms. So any variation of that, I'm in. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to toss it up a little bit. I'm Packers, Vikings, top two, and I'm going Lions and Bears. Oh, my God. 
Because I think I I really like Dan Campbell. Um, I like the, the last year when they were bad, they were feisty. Um, I don't think they're going to be a lot better this year, but you do have guys, you know, I'm on Roz in another year. I don't know if Jamison Williams, when he's going to be ready, uh, but if he can just be a speed guy halfway through the season, like that's going to help him open up some stuff. Aiden Hutchinson, I think gives him a little more juice on the defensive side of the ball. Like, I really like their draft. They just, I don't know if you guys saw this, they just signed and the announcement was uh, they signed tight end Devin Funches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so old, old Fun Fun is apparently putting on some pounds and he's signing with the Lions trying to get back in the game, which good for him. You know, I hope, hope he makes it over there. But I, I like what they're putting together. I don't think they're going to be good, but I think they're going to be feisty and with a few bounces of the ball, you know, maybe they pick up six wins. And I just think the Bears are a train wreck. Just, just an absolute train wreck. Um, they didn't, they did nothing. I, I'm, I don't know that I believe in Justin Fields, but they did nothing to help Justin Fields get better. The line's still a wreck. The defense is going to be bad. I just Alan saw Robinson Robert, is gone. Alan Robinson is gone. Robert Quinn is not showing up. It looks like he's holding out and likely wants a new contract, which like I do, they're going to be bad. So are they going to pay him? Or are they going to trade him? Like, I just think they're going to be real bad. The line's going to be feisty. Um, and yeah, favorite ice cream flavor. Man, I don't, I don't even hold ice cream anymore. I'll go. I like, I do like cookies and cream, like a good cookies and cream uh, is really, really good. And then I'll go crushed butterfinger, like mix it up with some crushed butterfinger. That's never steered me wrong. Okay. I'm going to go with Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. I still like uh, it's still Lions. It's still Jared Goff. And I think it's still, it's real tight at the bottom. Still, like it's yeah. still, it's not, not more than a game separating them. I don't think. Yeah. I think the Lions are going to jump up a little bit. I think the Bears are just going to stay where they are and make everyone in this city of Chicago miserable, which they're really, really good at doing and just kind of keep doing that. So, <laughs> favorite ice cream flavor. Uh, I think the Ben and Jerry's it, normally it's mint chocolate chip, but Ben and Jerry's oh. has a mint. Uh, and then instead of the chocolate chips, they actually have Oreo in there. So it's mint Oreo, oh. which is just awesome. Like you get huge chunks of Oreo as opposed to like the little chocolate chips. So if you ever see that one, that's definitely worth picking up. And then I still stand by rainbow nerds on top of vanilla ice cream is a fl- is something you never would expect, but man, it's, it's really good. So that's my recommendation. Uh, our buddy, our good buddy, Matt, uh, I can't remember. I can't pronounce his last name. I'm not sure what it is. So <laughs> Matt, we'll just go. We'll go with Matt P. Um, Nailed it. With media accessible portion of OTAs finished. What have you learned, and or how have your opinions of any of the Packers players changed or developed? And a food question: What's your go-to Mexican food? The more details, the better. Uh, oh, Dusty, we'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, not much changes for me this time of year. I think uh, you look at, um, I, <laughs> you either I either write stuff off or, or or like reinforces something I already believe. Like I know in the two minute drill and in practices and stuff today, and even even coming into today earlier than that, Amari Rogers' name has popped quite a bit, and he's a guy I've pegged as like potential breakout or at least you know much better than he did last year, which I know it doesn't take much, but I've been a believer of him since they drafted him. I know a lot of people are down on him, but you I've heard a lot of good things about him today and some of the practices coming up. And so again, that reinforces something I already believe. I think, you know, some, seeing something that Gary quote and seeing Gary show up and seeing him kind of ready to take that leap. Like, that's cool. But this time of year, like, I don't know, you, I want to take something from offensive line alignments is usually what I try to look at. But then even then it's 
you know, Cole Van Lannon was out of tackle while they had, you know, Sean Ryan was inside. Does that mean they just view Ryan or even Zach Tom as like an inside solely guy? Like we, we don't really know what the coaches are trying to do. Are they evaluating? Do they already know like what Tom can do and they're seeing what he can do inside? Or are they like just kind of throwing something against the wall to see what happens? There's just a lack of bodies and they just stick guys in different spots because it's OTAs. Like there's for me anyway, like the deeper I kind of look at this and try to find something, it's always it's really hard to glean too much until you hit training camp. And then even then it's kind of a mixed bag, but, but some of the OTAs it's, if it's, it's reinforcing things I already believe, or it's trying to read too much into something. So, I mean, there's, I think there's things you can glean, but I don't think much, at least for me, there's, there's never not a whole lot for me. Um, and then uh, <laughs> go to Mexican food. Uh, I'll go like, man, like just those, those little street tacos. Um, and I'll go, we, we had a food truck that came to our office and they're not operating this year. I don't think, which is a real shame. They had a quesadilla called El Jefe. It had uh steak, chorizo, chorizo, barbacoa, uh, pork, and then like a little bit of cheese in there. It was incredible and it will murder you, but it was so, so good. So always, I'd always get that and like, uh, like a barbacoa taco with just like, I don't know, cilantro and, and onion or something on top. But I love me just, just a, just a good taco, man. It's really hard to beat a good taco. And for me, I mean, I'm always a big, I preach this every year around this time that you don't need to get too worked up about OTAs and mini camp. Um, but as far as something that I have taken away, you know, we, we already talked about it with Gary, but it seems like he's just really all in on the Packers. And, you know, as many people in this Packers universe say, he really just is carrying the G all the time. Um, and so that's, you know, we kind of knew it was happening, but to see it really come to fruition um, during camp this year has been really exciting. Um, so I wouldn't say my opinion has really changed. It's just something that, you know, I'm, I'm more confident in that opinion now. Um, you know, another thing too, I think there's a lot of early criticism with Christian Watson that's unnecessary. You know, people saying that he's dropping passes and, you know, he's a bust already. I mean, he hasn't even played a, a game. Like just, it'll be okay. But, um, I am excited. You know, we're getting, we're inching closer and closer to the real, real stuff. And, um, I always look forward to that, you know, training camp begins, I think July 27th was the date that was announced. So, you know, not too far away. And my go-to Mexican food, the more details, the better. Um, hmm. Honestly, carne asada tacos is typically what I order. Like if I go to a new Mexican place, that's kind of the go-to. There's a really good place um, over by where I live in Orlando that um, it's like three little carne asada tacos and it has, um, you know, onions, cilantro, this really delicious avocado sauce, um, this green sauce, and then they have, you know, rice and I know I'm not a huge refried beans person. I don't know what they do to their refried beans, but they're delicious. Um, and usually um, when I order like a big Mexican plate like that, I never finish it. I always take some home. Nope, not at this place. I devour it and I eat the entire thing plus the chips and salsa and everything else. Um, so that would be my go-to. I mean, that's delicious at any Mexican place that I've ordered it at. I think the only um, player that I may have changed a little bit on. It just sounds like Amari Rogers is a little bit different this year. It yes. sounds like he's starting to make some plays and, you know, if he can make it relate to actually on the field stuff, that's awesome. But just reading tweets and things like that, like that's the one player that I keep seeing pop up time and time again. And so, I mean, if if he can get going in the slot, man, that's, uh, that's going to be really huge for this offense. So, 
That would be my opinion that may have slightly changed so far. And then my go-to Mexican food down uh, back when I lived in Chicago, there was a little like uh, there was a Mexican grocery store that had a like restaurant inside of it, just a small restaurant. And oh, my God, oh, like the burritos that that came out of that place was I used to get half steak, half um, uh, pork, half steak, half pork burritos that had like rice and beans and cheese and then they would cut like a half of an avocado and just slice it up and throw the whole thing in there with a little bit of hot sauce and i like oh my god and then they had like the mexican cokes and yeah like that was just anytime we were hung over like it was it, it took a, enough energy like it was like a 10 minute drive but like should we go should we go over to the mexican restaurant like yeah absolutely so that was always like my favorite thing to to go do um all right, we got two more questions that uh, Dusty had gotten DM to him. So, Dusty, I will need the names uh, from you for this. But here we go. First one. I'm here with the hardest-hitting question. With the NFL announcing Little Caesars is now the official pizza of the NFL, if you could all pick one pizza place to be the official pizza of the Green Bay Packers, who would it be? Doesn't have to be a chain or even a restaurant. Can be a frozen pizza, should you choose. Yeah, that's uh, so that was. I'm going to butcher his last name probably. That was uh, Brian Kachelmeyer. Um, he DM'd that okay. to me. Um, for me, this is. It, I was going to say it's easy. It's kind of tough. I was going between two. I'm going Jets. I don't know if you guys have had Jets. Um, if you have it, it's it's somewhat regional, mostly northern, uh, based out of Detroit. It's Detroit style deep dish. They've got the Ooh. best crust of any pizza I've ever had. They do. Uh, it's called turbo crust, where they brush it with garlic butter. Uh, their pepperonis are always perfect. You get like the pepperoni and bacon, and it's just it's the perfect bacon crumbled crispiness. It's I've never had a bad pizza from there. There's, we've got a couple in town here in, in, in Lexington and there's one that will deliver to my favorite brewery. Uh, I, I have spent many a night uh, outside a brewery eating Jets pizza and I've never once regretted it. so that's that, that will be mine. For me, there's a place, a local place um, called Anthony's pizza. That is just chef's kiss delicious um and i actually discovered this because at work once when i first started working at the agency that i currently work at um that we had the pizza lunch one day and so i'm like okay yeah pizza for lunch cool you know free food and i walk in and was just blown away by this pizza thin crust i'm a big fan of thin crust pizza but not where it's too flimsy. It's like the perfect consistency, not overflowing with grease, but has just enough. And it's just delicious. It, it is, you know, it never misses. It's been good every single time I've gotten it. And it's like very close to my apartment, which is lovely because kind of like you were saying with the Mexican restaurant, Steve, I'm always like, should I get it? Yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm going to go. Um, so that would definitely be mine. Okay. Um, that is kind of bouncing back and forth between a couple of them, but, uh, my favorite pizza of all time, even though it's from Chicago, I don't care, was, uh, Giordano's and you'd get the, their thin crust. So not even the deep dish, but their thin crust was always like the best pizza I'd ever had. So I would say Giordano's would be that one. And then we got one more question from Joseph Quincy. Uh, he wants to know, can't remember the last time the Packers ran a trick play. What trick play would you most like to see this season? So uh, I feel like this is like a dusty question. So we can just start with you and then Sarah and I will like tail off and, you know, 
Yeah, that one that one came from Joseph Quincy. I'm a sucker for uh, a jump pass or a pop pass. So you get like that uh, the short yarded situation. You get like fourth and one, fourth and inches. Everyone's up. You get you know get get your get your guy in shotgun or even handoff or something like that. And you get the entire lines pushing. The entire defense is coming up, and you just leak that tight end in, and you just you jump or you just float that pass right over the top. You've seen, I think Coastal Carolina had one last year. They're just absolutely beautiful. I think they built that one off uh, kind of like an arco RPO. That was amazing. But those are ones, you know, with the personnel with like Rogers or something, that's tough to do. But man, if you get fourth and short and you got AJ Dillon back there, AJ Dillon can float a ball, turn around, hand that off, and then just leak Tunyon up the seam or something, and just have Dillon just float one over the top. I, there's, you know, there's a thousand trick plays that I love. I lose my mind every time I see one of those. So I'm going to go a little that uh, jump pass or pop pass on, uh, on fourth and short and just get it down the seam, float that ball up and 80 yard touchdown, baby. <laughs> I'm a big fan of kickers, punters um, getting involved beyond just their usual duties. I always love a good fake punt. Uh, so I'd love to see that. You know, special teams can't get much worse. So, you know, maybe with new coaching staff on that side of the ball, uh, the Packers will get creative. And who knows what we'll see. But if if the Packers pulled off a fake punt and got a first down, I would just be grinning ear to ear. I would love to see that happen. So I know that they're all listening. Just do it, guys. Make me happy, please. Yeah, I think the only one that I saw was there was something on Twitter that I saw that it was a play that was a, it starts off as a wide receiver reverse. And then the wide receiver ends up throwing like uh, a backwards pass to an offensive lineman who then chucks the ball deep down the field to the quarterback who is sprinting down for a leaping touchdown. So, I mean, if we can see Aaron Rodgers sprinting down the sidelines for like a 40-yard <laughs> touchdown reception, I mean, that's just going to be gold. So, uh, I think that's that's the uh, that's the play I'd love to see. We had uh, we had a question from a, a couple weeks ago right before when Dusty went on vacation. Uh, I believe it was Robin Erickson again, and they had to do a Stranger Things. So, if Dusty, you've got it and want to read it off, uh, and you can answer first and maybe give us a little time to uh, come up with a qu- uh, the answer, too. All right. Let me read it off. Yeah. So this is, like you said, from Rob- Robin Erickson. Uh, you may have watched the scene of Stranger Things set to running up that hill. I, I have. I believe we all have. Uh, what Packer moment uh, you have seen most deserves epic music set to it? And which music would you choose? Um, so he, he kind of gives us gives us a blank slate here. What moment? What song? Guys, I've got like five. I've got too many, uh, but the first two off the top of my head, and this was without even really thinking. First things first, uh, Hounds of Love by Kate Bush, uh, that, that that song is off of. Perfect album. Perfect album. I love that Stranger Things has gotten people to start talking about it again uh, because that, that whole album is amazing and that song is great. Um, so the first two in that spirit. So that was a big song. I think top 10 in the UK, top 50 in the US when it came out. So it's, you know, that was not some obscure song when it came out. So in that vein, I kind of went with a little more uh, well-known music for, for these two. I went with a Nick Collins pick six in the Super Bowl. And I'm setting that. That's got to be something epic, man. You know, he's, do- he's You've got the pump fake and Howard Green hits the arm and he's dodging people. I'm going the Chariots of Fire title um so vangelis just died about a month ago everyone knows that song just something really epic as he's kind of going he dives in the end zone and then you get the big finale when he's on the ground on his knees and all the flags come flying in um the other one i had just off the top of my head was the driver uh the 61 yard touchdown against the niners in 2010 when they're in those throwbacks and he's just chucking guys off of them 
Um, that one, I went uh, Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Just violent and loud and drivers just chucking guys off of him. So I've got more about the top of my head. Those were like those first two that came up. So uh, what, what did you guys have? I've got I've I've got one. It's, I feel like it's very cliche, but I don't know why. It just seems like it just it fits really well, and it's the Clay Matthews fourth fumble in the Super Bowl, going along with Foo Fighters. There goes my hero. Like, I like that. I, I could just and I mean I feel like you know from Varsity Blues from every freaking sports teens movie whatever like it's overused, but it just works so well. And like you could just see it like all the angles before the play starts and like him talking to Kevin Green and all these things like building up to it and then just like popping the ball out as soon as it hits. Like there goes my hero. Like you could just like that's something I think that you could definitely just see. See, I had that one. I was trying to dig a little deeper, and I went a little more pensive with that one. I went with a song. It's from a from a Swedish artist named Jesper Norda. It's a song called uh, "Tomorrow You'll Be for- Tomorrow You'll Be Forgiven, But Tonight You'll Have Your Teeth Knocked Out." It's this very <laughs> like beautiful piano ballad, uh, and then that's the chorus is him him singing, you know, "Tomorrow You'll Be Forgiven, But Tonight You'll Have Your Teeth Knocked Out." And I could just see almost like this slow motion of like you said, you got the Kevin Green thing, and you've got this really pretty piano music, and you've got the spill it, pick it, and you've got all of that, and then as it happens it's just this little pretty piano ballad going through so i i I went that way with that one but i like i like my hero steve that's a good one so i've I've got mine um and you know when i think of these hype moments sometimes i i see them or i replay them in my head in slow motion so it's not necessarily the most hype song ever but it could be a very emotional song that's got a good message beat or whatever so my moment would be the fourth and eighth pass to randall cobb to clinch the nfc north uh, back in 2013. And there's that infamous shot that once he catches the ball and then he falls in the end zone, and he kind of, you know, falls on his knees. He puts both of his hands up and then it shows Rogers kind of slow-mo running down the sideline, like cheering. And I would have somewhere only we know playing <laughs> and while it's all in slow motion. So I just feel like the message of the song works. And I love that song. That's one of my favorite songs ever. Um, and just kind of, that plane as he's running down the sideline and he's going to meet Cobb and everybody's going crazy and it's all happy in slow motion as the music is fading out. I'd love it. So that would be my moment. All right. Well, that officially wraps it up. But uh, thank you for Rob for that question. That was a really good one. I'm glad Dusty remembered that we got that one answered. So thank you, uh, as always, for everybody for your questions. We always appreciate those from Twitter at uh, make sure you're following us at Packaday Podcast, at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher for at Steve Perhatch. Um, but before we go, let's now we got the whole crew together. Dusty, let's uh, hit some closing thoughts. So let's start with you. Yeah, I've got a few. So I started trying to write again. Uh, my plan was to get stuff out while I was in Colorado and that didn't like kind of get that schedule and that didn't happen before I left. So I'm kind of starting, starting that up again. So I started over at Packer Report. So yesterday I have something up. Um, I did a series last year that I really enjoyed and I kind of talked about it in here before where I'm going, I wanted to go through the season, pick a play from each game. Cause I know personally I forget about kind of some of the smaller plays or even some of the bigger plays from uh, kind of forgotten games throughout the year. So I like to kind of go through, Oh yeah, I forgot about that and write that up a little. So I did that uh, yesterday, my first one for Packer report, no rhyme or reason to the dates on these at all. Um, and I did the love to Lazard uh, touchdown pass against the chiefs. So it was a game that they lost. That was the only touchdown pass of the game. It was late in the fourth quarter and they were down 13, nothing, but with Lazard signing the tender, I wanted to get something with Lazard. And that was a, that's a fun play. So I kind of wrote that up, talk about the concept a little sets so up now on Packer report. Um, and then today over on Cheesehead, a little later today, 
I'm getting back into kind of situational football and what they did in 2021. So I'm looking at what the Packers did, some concepts that they use, some of their major concepts that they used and had success with in the high red zone. So that's the area between the 11 and the 20 uh, in 2021. So I think it's four or five concepts there. So got some cut ups and some walkthroughs and stuff like that. So that's, that's fun. That's a really fun one. Next week I'll be doing the low red zone. Um, so kind of getting back into that, it was kind of hard being out for like a week and a half. And I started looking at football again and I just, I had a really hard time finding motivation for it, but something finally clicked. Um, after I watched stranger things, I think I just need to get stranger things out of the way. Uh, and I was like, Oh, I can write a football again. Uh, so that'll be up later today on she said TV. And then my last thing is, um, if you haven't listened to it already, uh, this past week's episode of Hey, We Like Your Pod was really, really good. And Steve, I thought you did. Uh, it was you and Don and, and Jamie. I always feel weird in these situations because I'm like, uh, you know, you're familiar with Jamie, Jamie Cheesebutt. You know her. Um, <laughs> you guys, uh, it was an episode on mental health. I know Matt was out. Uh, Matt, what's his name? Uh, Matt P., uh, as Steve was saying earlier, was out. So it was just the three of you guys. And I think um, they clocked in around an hour. And you guys talking about mental health and just, you know, the, the struggles you've had, the, the strategies you use to deal with it and some of the stuff you pass on, I know some of the, uh, you know, the deep breathing you talked about and kind of your journey through that and Jamie talking about that and, uh, and Don as well, I thought was a really, really good listen and a very light enlightening listen. So Steve, I mean, really, uh, some, you know, you did, I think you did an amazing job, um, kind of being as open as you were. Everyone did on the podcast, I think, but, uh, that, that, that podcast I like anyway, it's a good listen, but, um, this past week I thought you did, did a tremendous job, Steve. And it's a really, really good listen. So, uh, thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I second that. Um, and I don't really have a final thought this week except to just, you know, stay happy, healthy. I know after I've had a crazy, just couple of months with work and, um, helping out with my parents with a few things. And after this weekend, I'm, I'm actually volunteering at a leadership program that I attended back in high school. And it's the first time it's been back in two years in person. So I'm super excited to just do something like that again. And it's such an enriching program. So I can't wait. Um, but after that, I pretty much have kind of a break for the rest of the summer, uh, besides just, you know, work and here and there, but, um, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm just going to hang out. So, um, very much looking forward to kind of a calm wave before I know the fall will get busy again. But, you know, just hope everybody's having a great summer, um, staying safe out there. And it is like 100 degrees in Florida right now. And it's horrible. So if you're most people listening to this podcast, don't listen to don't listen to it from Florida. So just enjoy the not 100 degree weather because I'm fighting for my life. It's miserable. <laughs> well, uh, actually, Wisconsin's not very far off. We were at 95 degrees today. 97 tomorrow what? yeah, we, yeah. Hit, we hit 97 today yeah yeah no uh, it's gonna be way. 90 on thursday so yeah it's uh it's it's really really hot up here too so air conditioner's been on all since the morning so uh yeah you're definitely not alone in that sarah so you know packers know fans that. around the yeah around wow. the country are all sweating today <laughs> that, was Glad we can all <laughs> that was that was a weird thing to say i'm uh i'm sorry about that but uh <laughs> Yeah, I think the only thing I had to say too, yeah, just Dusty brought it up, but last week I did the the Hey We Like Your Pod with, with Don and Jamie, and it was honestly it was a really cool thing for me. It was some it was a I was able to open up even more about you know mental illness, some of the struggles I've had, things that have worked for me, and you know it was a really cool thing, and I think. Uh, it was it's been received pretty well so far, and we've talked about wanting to do a second episode already. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you get a chance, download that, take a listen to it, let me know what you think, and uh, 
like I talked about in there too, if you guys are struggling with anything, need somebody just to vent to talk to that, you know, doesn't know anything about your life. My DMS are definitely open. I've, you know, talked to a few people here and there over the past couple of years and more than happy to do that to help somebody out if possible. So Thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. Uh, hopefully we'll have a little bit more content to talk about. If not, we'll come, we've got a little time now to come up with something fun, but uh, we appreciate you guys listening as always. Um, and uh, yeah, catch you in a week. And as always go pack, go. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.